You're listening to 610. Let's begin now. Dante Hall, the real deal in the X Factor. I don't know. That's probably not Dana's nickname, but anyway, it looks, it feels like it feels right. I didn't want to say like the real D. You can't say that anymore. Just the real deal as he smiles. You have a great night, sir. All right, man. You have a good, uh, you have a good game this week. Ain't going to top the 13 second game. I can tell you that much. I remember where you were at in that game. Astonished. Yeah. Jaden Hughes leaving the building. Thanks again, man. Have a good night. D Hughes doing the players only there. Kristen Acero, Dusty Leggins with you until 9 o'clock tonight. A little two-hour uh, after hours. Man, it was a weird, kind of a weird day today. Felt like an like a early fall kind of day. That wind was no joke. Uh, walking in that wind felt like I was running. Luckily, it was it was warm outside, it's so it nice, wasn't too man. bad. It was nice, but yeah, I mean, we've had some pretty windy, colder days like yesterday, and yeah. yeah, that wasn't fun. We don't really need to talk about this football game tonight. I refuse to, but I'm going to for a quick second because the number one bet that I saw before I walked in the door is the over of one and a half field goals for Chris Boswell. It is Mitchell Trubisky versus Bailey Zappi. That sounds like an XFL game, and I want no part of it. I didn't bet a single dime on this game, not even a penny, not even a free bet, didn't even think about a bet. But if I was going to, if I was going to be a degenerate tonight, I would alternate the over-under, and I would go lower. I'd go to like 20. I'd be, realistically, I'd go to 24 and a half. There is no way these teams are scoring 30 total points. Tonight. I would find the lowest team total you could find for the Patriots and bet the under on it. They have three active wide receivers tonight. I know that's it. Yeah, that's I would like if it's one and a half, if, if it's 0.5 points, that's the lowest team total you could find for the Patriots bet the under on it. Like they, they got receivers. shut out by the chargers. Do you know who the running back is tonight for the new England Patriots? It's not Elliot. It is. Elliot. It, is it Elliot? It's not okay. Ramondre Cause I know, Stevenson. I know Ramondre got hurt. He's out. Yeah. Though three other receivers, they're out. Yeah, though Zeke has been taking away he had been taking okay. away some snaps away from uh from Ramondre here the last few weeks. So I talked way more about that game than I was going to. Yeah. But no, man, today was beautiful. I think tomorrow's gonna be the same way, like sixty degrees. I just enjoy yeah. this as much as I can because I know what's coming. I know like slap you in the face cold is around the corner and uh this week, I, I started doing the uh, intermediate fasting again. Uh, so 10 to 6, that's my window. After that, nothing but coffee, tea, and water. Before that and during as well. But I'm doing two miles a day. And today, I was doing those that walk, and I turned that corner heading southwest, and it was like, boom. 
it's tough in these wins, man. Yeah, yeah. Tough it'll it get you around. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough doing that. And it, and it happens all the time whenever we get warm weather mm-hmm. this time of year. Well, the only reason it's warm is because it's, it's windy because it's warm. Exactly. Or yeah. vice versa. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah that's else. that's kind of the trade-off you get for having the warm weather in right. December is it's also going to blow everything around and you're, you're not going to be able to uh, – it's not going to be as comfortable as it would be if it were spring or, or earlier in the fall. Yeah, this is where you see those uh, those pissed-off neighbors. They're like, damn it, Frank, how come you didn't do your leaves? Now they're half of them in my yard. Yeah, and the, and the leaves are flying everywhere. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's terrible. Oh, man. Hey, Dusty, I have a fantasy question. Which two running backs should I start? Zach Moss, Zeke Elliott, or Austin Eckler? Well, we'll get into Austin Eckler. That's part of my final notes because Brandon Staley said something of note. Uh, I think he's going full Todd Haley on his way out. Uh, they're going to start running Joshua Kelly more. Uh, believe me, the fantasy football show, Chris, you know this. It, it starts Monday and it ends Sunday <laughs> at like 8.15. I know. Um, what, what does he think? Joshua Kelly's not good. Like, I remember I remember when, when Eckler had that ankle injury a couple yeah. months ago. I and a lot of people thought Josh Kelly's about to pop off. Yeah. There was no popping off that happened when he was the starting back. I literally picked him up on my fantasy team just so the guy who might make the playoff who has Austin Eckler can't have him. Yeah, I'm that petty in fantasy. I started him for like two weeks, and he yeah. did nothing. And I was like, I'm useless. Get so, out of here. Somebody says, shout out Dirty Werewolf. We're no longer the Dirty Werewolf. It's over. Uh, that, you, that you're done with that now? Yeah, they did the you uh, retired it? Was here. It was like a month ago. Yeah. They did the ESPN doc called the Werewolf of the yeah. Alleged Bank Robber. Yeah. I don't know when we no, got to drop. Don't let that man steal your nickname. No, ESPN did. Yeah, I know they did, but they don't, did the don't let them steal your nickname. Dude, I just had my year-end meeting with Spec. Yeah. And I was like, hey, uh, he goes, what do you want to see change in 2024? I was like, on the bio that says Dusty Likens or also known as the Dirty Werewolf, I go, get rid of the Dirty Werewolf. I was like, get rid of it. And he wrote down in his little notes. Get rid <laughs> of, his notepad. Get rid of Dirty Werewolf. Don't, don't why are you, you letting ESPN ruin? That was your nickname. Sorry. Don't let, that, don't let them steal your nickname. Yeah, well. You gotta, that's your claim to fame, man. Well, it's gone now. Binky Boy came up with that for you. You can't you let them the steal your name. Did they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so if Binkley did it, we'd have a different thought. But uh, Binkley yeah. didn't do it. And I did the I did the Say It Out Loud test. If I do this and go to the air with this, will it be okay? Speaking of the Say It Out Loud test, I feel like I can relate to this, uh, to the narrative that is the Say It Out Loud. It, a thousand times in my life, if not more, I've been that guy that said the wrong thing at the wrong time, dropped the wrong joke in the wrong room, said the wrong thing to the wrong lady or dude, and I just didn't say it out loud. And one guy that did that did this back in 2019, and I'm sure you know where this is going, Sean McDermott. I want to reference um, the team meeting that has been brought up. Uh, my intent in the meeting that day was to discuss the importance of communication and being on the same page with the team. I regretted mentioning 9-11 in my message that day and I immediately apologized to the team. Not only was 9-11 a horrific event in our country's history, but a day, but a day that I lost a good family friend. Sean, listen to me really quickly. Okay. You can't do this type of stuff. There are certain things that probably anyone but Seth MacFarlane has done where it comes to either referencing this day in American history or something like that. 
And it's interesting that this story breaks on the anniversary of Pearl Harbor as well, which is something that even to this day, nobody goes up to people and uses that as an example. And now it's easy, four years later, to be like, you know, afterwards, I said this sort of thing. And if you're not privy to what was said, Sean McDermott at a team meeting goes on to say McDermott, McDermott morning address began innocently enough. He told the entire team they needed to come together. But then sources on hand say he used a strange model. The terrorists on September 11, 2001, he cited the hijackers as a group of people who were all able to get on the same page to orchestrate attacks to perform. One by one, McDermott started asking specific players in the room questions. Quote, what tactics do you think they used to come together? A young player tried to methodically answer, quote, what do you think their biggest obstacle was? A veteran then answered, quote, TSA, which mercifully lightened the room. This is just one of those things, right? Especially in a time of day where no matter who you are, where you are, someone's got a receipt. You look at John Gruden. You think John Gruden thought a Washington email was going to come out of nowhere and be like, oh, this dude's kind of racist. Wonder what's going to happen. Lost his job. He's off the face of the earth. When's the last thing you've heard of John Gruden? I bet you, I bet you haven't heard a lot about John Gruden. I bet he's somewhere in Florida living away on a pension that he got to walk out of Vegas. And Sean McDermott using this lets me know that there are questions about his mentality as a head coach. Because you don't hear stories about this with Andy Reid or everyone's new villain, Nick Sirianni. You just don't use those types of analogies. I'm a lover of analogies. Some of them hit, some of them miss. I'd never use a terrorist attack on a United States country to get my team ready to go. And this is just a pure example that he just didn't do the say it out loud test because I would assume that if you're a coach and you're really trying to strike up the band and get everybody back on the same page, get everybody fired up, you're probably doing some sort of pre-recording in your own head or in your, your, your office or your bedroom in front of a mirror all right honey listen to this speech and let me know if it hits you in the nerves where you want to jump through a wheel oh, oh, oh you want to run through a wall and you want to really go after it and you bring up not only 9-11 but you bring up terrorism to get your team together it ain't good and this is more to stack versus him at a time of adversity for one Sean McDermott like, I don't know where everybody feels about Sean McDermott at the end of this year being a coach of the Buffalo Bills. I think his time is running short because everything that is everything that gives you inclination of a head coach losing out on their job is happening for Sean McDermott, right? He's gone from really good to mediocre really fast. There was the preseason and training camp where things were, or tensions were very high. Remember his quote, non-quote with Stephon Diggs, I don't know why he's here. You'd figure a guy like that would be here, misquoted, but it was something along that vibe. Not only that, he's out of lifelines. They fired his defensive coordinator last year. They fired his offensive coordinator before the end of the year this year. And now reports come out that he used this as a reference for a quote to get his team up and running. 
And now he plays a game in which is probably, not probably, check that, is a must-win for Buffalo to even have a legitimate shot at the playoffs. Their schedule doesn't get any easier. And now this comes out on top of everything else at the most worst possible time for a head coach of a Buffalo Bills team like this. I just don't understand how you don't do the say it out loud test here. And I know about the say it out loud test. I just don't like he had to. That wasn't something that he just like came up with in the moment. That had to be something that he was in his office or he was at home and he was trying to find ways to motivate his team at a time where they were being inconsistent and, and that's how you do it. That's what you do. <laughs> I mean, of all the teams, of all the people that work together, that's what you come up with. Not the dream team, not the redeem team, not all these other teams that have won championships. Not all, not, not, not any Cleveland of that. Down 3-1 to Golden Nothing. State. I don't even know if that had happened None yet. of that. No, that, that didn't happen. That was 16. Yeah. Like, like that was, there's all these examples, just sports examples that he could have used let alone real life examples. Cause like you, we don't need to relate everything to real life in sports. Like it's, no. it's, there's plenty of examples That's of real life things exists. in sports. Yeah. There's plenty of that in sports. We don't need to do the real life stuff. We're not dumb. We know how to, we know how to relate this stuff. What an idiet. And I that's don't. what he does. Like, yeah, I just, I, 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 you know, it's funny. Like when the Peterman thing happened, yeah. when he refused to, to binge Peterman, yeah. I said like, that's something that, would get a coach fired. That's generally mm-hmm. like the start of the unraveling for a coach. I was wrong about that. Cause that was many, many years ago, but man, this right here, this sounds like something that could start the unraveling for his career as the bills head coach. It's impeccable timing. You're this report comes out. You're what? Six and seven, six and six. Yeah. And you're, right. str- and you're struggling, by the way. Like, you're not consistent. You've been losing to all the good teams. If they lose this Sunday, I mean, mm. that's that's very close to being a nail in the coffin. Unless they just go on some magical stretch run to end the season. It's not good. No. And we all know the recipe. They'll keep the head coach. But in order to strike fear to make things different, they'll get rid of your coordinators around you to let you know that blank is about to be real. And they, they already done that. Like yeah. Leslie Frazier dipped di- during year. the offseason because yeah. he got tired of it. He, Gone. Got, he, he left in the offseason and they just fired Ken Dorsey. Right. Like, who are you going to fire? Who else are you going to fire? You're going to fire a special teams coach? you going to fire the wide receivers coach? No. Like, who are you going to fire? The guy that used a terrible day in American history to get his team together. Like, Which lets me know that he's just not smart. He just, he doesn't get it. Like he didn't like, especially like we know not to make any sort of references to any of the, no Pearl Harbor references. No, none of that. We know not to do that. How do you not know to not do a a 9-11 reference? You, you don't do the say it out loud test. Yeah. Just like, come, this is common sense. This is not like it's advanced human empathy and, and, and whatnot. This is common sense. Don't make that joke. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, not well, in that way, it, it wasn't a joke as a reference. But, like, come on now. But also don't use it as a joke. Don't. It'll fall flat in a room. Don't put it out there. Like, I know, you're, I know you're trying to do something different and make people think different. You don't need to do that in this situation. And for some people that have asked why I use Seth MacFarlane as a reason, he was actually scheduled to be on a plane that hit one of the towers that morning, and his agent got in the wrong flight. He fired his agent that morning, then rehired his agent the next few days. And if you watch Family Guy, there's plenty of references to that terrible day. But Sean McDermott, man, I have a feeling. Like the Black Eyed Peas said, I have a feeling 
that he is probably done coaching an NFL team at the end of this year? Because I don't think, Chris, I think you agree, we don't think Buffalo's in. I mean, they're the tenth seed right now. To, if I had to bet on it right now, I would say no. Mm. Uh, it would take. A, I mean, look, they're capable of going on a great run. Sure, but uh, if I had to put money on it, no, I would not. Not behind that guy that leads everything <laughs> as a head coach. That's Chris Unicero. I'm Dusty Liggins. Coming up on the other side, Colin Coward said something on Monday. It relates to somehow the Chiefs in one certain season plus. Pete Sweeney on Arrowhead Pride had something to say about what Andy Reid referenced as in this season with a team that had been facing adversity. This is After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. After Hours with Dusty Likens is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. And by Casey Bobcat. Save now on your Bobcat loaders and excavators at Casey Bobcat at Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. 610 Sports Radio. It's touchdown, Kansas City, when you sell your home to RexBuysKC.com. I am Mitch Holtis, voice of the Chiefs, and no company pays more than Rex, with instant cash offers and your money in as little as seven days. That's right, Mitch. I'm Rex, owner of RexBuysKC.com, your locally owned home buyer. We'll buy any house regardless of condition. Distressed or damaged homes, it doesn't matter. Call us now at 816-330-6000 for the best offer and instant cash. Score a touchdown, Kansas City with Rex, and get a fair, honest deal. Facing divorce, bankruptcy, thousands in repair bills, needing to move fast, being foreclosed, or just wanting cash fast. Then contact Rex now to get your money in as little as seven days. We help homeowners solve their problems with options on how they can sell their home. We have no fees, no closing costs, no commissions, no open houses. We buy your house as is. Sell your home today worry and hassle-free, no matter what the condition, and get your money in as little as seven days. Call us right now at 816-330-6000 or go online to rexbuyskc.com and let us buy your home today. This week, raise a glass to your home team's Tully Touchdown with Tullamore Dew, the original triple blended, triple distilled, smooth sipping Irish whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume imported by William Grant & Sons Incorporated New New York, New York. All right, who took the over on Juju Smith-Schuster in receiving yards? You're a degenerate if you did. If, if you, you did, you're a very wealthy degenerate. You, you made some. You probably made some money, but like, yeah, you're a degenerate. Because there's no way his over receiving yards was more than 36 and a half. He has one catch for 37 yards, and New England is in the red zone, second and seven on the 11 of Pittsburgh. We all know that's in a field goal. Everyone's holding their breath. Of those everyone, I mean everyone who took the under, because you're all going, please just don't score a touchdown. Just just stay on par. I would like a pick six here. I got the Steelers defense in my money league. So oh, there you go. I would like a pick six here. I mean, I don't know, man. That'd be the only offensive, I guess. That's nope, it's a touchdown. It is a touchdown. It's a touchdown. Zeke just scored a touchdown. Well, there you go. Watch this game be actually be like a good game. There's no way. Watch it be a good game. It can't be. Watch it. Say it out loud, Tess. Who's playing? Who's Watch playing quarterback it. for these two teams? Watch it, dude. This is football. This is the NFL, and and weird stuff happens in the NFL all the time. And this would be peak NFL right here Ugh. if the Patriots and Steelers, two of the worst offenses in the league, had a barn burner out here. Somebody's going to have like over juju yards. Zappy's going to have like 350 passing yards. Anytime Zeke touchdown. Trubisky's going to throw for three touchdowns and no picks. And then all you suckers bet the under. Yeah, that's this is 23 more points to go. Peak NFL right here, man. Peak NFL. You know what the under bet tonight 
reminded me of reminded me of last year when they had the Justin Herbert passing touchdown at point five. That was a anytime free bet for the future if it hits. And yeah. he didn't and throw it. And it didn't it. hit? Yeah. <laughs> Today, yeah, everybody's like, hammer the under, take the under, just you wait. Was that when they, would they, they, did they play the Dolphins? Was that, it was a Monday night football game. It was either the Dolphins or the Jags. Uh-huh. And I remember that and I was like, eh, that seems a little weird that they would just give you a freebie like that. So I'm not going to touch it. Well, and and had, I didn't. And then, and then all y'all got burned by it. He had also like thrown a touchdown in every single game of his professional career. Yeah. Until then. The prop to hit last year for him was his completions mm. number because he was always over. He, him and Tom Brady were like the top two as far as completions per game. Yeah. They were like high 20s every game because all they do is throw short passes. So Either way, trash game. Colin Coward at this earlier this week. Kansas City's getting to the Super Bowl. Yes, after losing to Green Bay, Kansas City's getting to the Super Bowl. So now Joe Burrow's out. Obstacle. Trevor Lawrence out. Obstacle. He'll come back probably. Won't be 100%. And Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Indy, wild card teams, they all have backup quarterbacks. Miami, you already beat them, and they don't do well against good teams that are physical. Baltimore, love them, but Lamar Jackson has struggled in the playoffs. That's indisputable, and I love him. Houston, rookie coach, rookie quarterback. They're not getting to the AFC championship. Forget the Super Bowl. So if Kansas City beats Buffalo this week, and I think they will, it's my favorite bet on the board, minus two and a half. I love the Chiefs. Put a nail in that coffin. And, you know, the Patriots had a lot of bumps during their dynasty. And this is a dynasty now, Kansas City. Believe it or not, it is. I mean, in the NBA, if you win back-to-backs, you're, you know, you start giving them nicknames. This is a dynasty. This is what a dynasty looks like. And Kansas City, like New England, there was a lot of bumps during a lot of seasons. But you throw in the fact that Kansas City's strength is their defense. It's the best in Mahomes' era. And it's going to match up just fine against rookie quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks, and Trevor Lawrence not at 100%. I think we're kind of starting to like Colin Coward's takes on the Chiefs these days. And there's a little bit of truth to that. Because I thought it was interesting when Pete Sweeney, who joined me on Monday night and also joins on Wednesday night for Aaron Pride Radio, had this to say about what Andy Reid mentioned when he talked about the San Francisco 49ers. Andy Reid made a good point today, uh, th- though I, I do want to bring it up, that he said on, on Zoom, and, and it, it stuck out to me because Andy Reid doesn't usually bring up other teams and their situations to prove any point. Uh, he always just kind of keeps it in-house, but he brought up the 49ers. And a couple weeks ago, when the 49ers had lost three games in a row, it, it seemed like everyone was just assuming and thinking that the Philadelphia Eagles were suddenly the team and the only possible team that would come out of the AFC. Four weeks later, they've won four games in a row, and they absolutely smacked the Philadelphia Eagles. So the perspective can change quickly, and I think that's important to remember as well. Even as as down as some people may be on this particular team, you might feel a lot different in three weeks. I do think things can change, but I do think, like many others that do a lot of the same things that Chris and I are doing tonight – it's week 14, right? Like, this is what the team is. Like, we know the highs of this team. We know the lows of this team. The highest this offense has looked, maybe Vegas, maybe the Bears. They looked like they had really found clicks and they had found things that worked. And then the two things that worked perfectly in those games, they just didn't turn the ball over. And look, can the Chiefs go to the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Are they going to get the one seed? I don't think so. But there's a good chance still from many believers. But again, I tweeted out last weekend. 
the one seed most likely gone. Let's see what Mahomes can do on the road for the playoffs. I get it. There's five games left. I'm very, very coherent with that. I know how the NFL season works, but things have to happen. But the other thing that can happen is one seeds can lose. Tennessee did it a couple years ago, right? Teams can lose in the last week of the season. New England did it. Remember when Kevin Harlan called the two games at once? And Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins beat the Patriots, and the Patriots slipped down to the two seed. Chiefs go up to the one seed. Look, you can no, still. No, they were. It was. It was. They were the two, and the Chiefs were the three. Okay, they moved spot. up to the two. Yeah, because the Ravens were the one. That That's year. right. And the thing about this is that things surely can happen. The AFC Championship game can still be played in Kansas City. You may not be the one seed. I didn't give out any sort of empathy towards that. But the thing that's simplistically enough for me with the Chiefs this year is. The only way they lose is when they turn the ball over. And it may be sometimes five times like it was against the Denver Broncos. Sometimes it might be three or four times. You just can't turn the ball over. They threw the interception in Green Bay when they were going for Sky Moore. They, I mean, Patrick Mahomes, when he was going to the right side of Sky Moore, threw an interception, clearly two people not on the same page. Crucial time. Right? We've seen in the past fumbles in punt returns. Can't do it. Fumbles in the red zone. The Chiefs drove all the way down in two games or in two first drives, got three points out of it. We're outscored 14 to six against Green Bay. At that point, you're pressing. You can't turn the ball over. When you press, you do things out of normalcy. And that's what happens. So, yeah, I believe this. I think there's been adversity for other teams in the past. We look at Tampa Bay, right? When Tampa Bay beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl in what, 2020? Chiefs blew them out in the regular season. I mean, absolutely to smithereens. Tyree Kill pulled the Shannon Sharp like they can't hold me. They need more players. Call security. And then what happened in the Super Bowl? Tampa Bay was healthier. Tampa Bay beat the bricks off of Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs didn't have an offensive line. Sure, that's there. But Tampa Bay, a lot of people were thinking to themselves, maybe this is the year Tom Brady kind of loses out in the playoffs. And then they went all the way to the playoffs, and they won. And there is that one factor that not a lot of people look at when it comes to the playoffs. You don't necessarily need the one seed this year, in my opinion. Look at all the quarterbacks in the AFC that aren't there that should be, right? You just saw Trevor Lawrence get hurt. Gardner Minshew's in Indianapolis. Mitchell Trubisky is playing quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Deshaun Watson's out in Cleveland, right? Trevor Lawrence is out. So there are factors that you can get there. Maybe not necessarily having the one seed in the first round bye is there. And like we've said at the beginning of the season, we might have that AFC championship, Baltimore, Kansas City. Right? Baltimore might be the two. Miami might be the one. Miami plays in the second weekend in the divisional round, loses. Who knows? But the thing is with the Chiefs, if they're going to get to the Super Bowl, to me, the one thing they've got to fix over drops. They just got to figure out how to not turn the ball over. Because when you turn the ball over, you're deflating your defense. Your defense is great. Probably one of the best units in football, maybe the best defense in football. But look, man, when they're fatigued and you put them out there consistently, then they're not the only one. Your offense is the only one pressing. Your defense is fatigued, and then you're adding an attribute to that side that may be a negative reaction to that, and that's maybe what we saw against Green Bay. Yeah, they schemed well against the Chiefs. That team was tired. Three and outs, that hurts. Turnovers, that hurts. You do that, you're not going to get to the Super Bowl. I just, I, I think a lot of it is just like simple mistakes, like basic football mistakes that they're making right now. The, the turnovers are, are killer, and they're, they're, mm. it's not like it's like, Defense makes a great play. It's just really bad. To, like, and and part of it is like scheme, like that that yeah. wheel route that they threw to. Why, why would you have Sky run a wheel route and throw it to him? 
no like, idea. That's just it hasn't why would worked you, yet. Why, why would, would it you work now? And then and he was like, "Well, I should have thrown it back. Why would you throw a back shoulder fade to Sky? Mm. Like, at what point in his career has he shown you that he could be trusted with that? Like, if you would have ran that with 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 Rashi Rice, mm-hmm. I'd get it because I think he's actually shown you something. Well, and they've ran that, and he caught a great pass when yeah, they did it. He's shown you a little bit something there. Why would you do that with Sky? Because he's given you nothing. And I, at this point, and, I, and I've been saying it for a while, I was like, at what point are they going to stop trusting people that have given them re- no reason to trust them? Because that's what they keep doing with Marquez. Mm-hmm. That's what they keep doing with Sky. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are you doing? You know who they are. They're not going to change who they are. Marquez is who he is. I, I, I tweeted this out after the game against the Eagles. When that ball was let loose out of Mahomes' hands, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, huh. If he's throwing it down there in this situation, he's feeling pretty good about it. And then I saw what number the receiver was, and I was like, he's going to drop it. He's going to drop it. And it's because, look, I I understand you want to show your guys that you trust them. But at some point, you got to figure out that people are who they are, and you cannot trust them. And Marquez is a guy that has shown you who he is. Mm -hmm. And that has been the story of his entire career. It's not a recent thing. It's his entire career. Incredibly talented. Can't trust him in the big moments because he doesn't make those plays very often. So at a certain point, Mahomes has got to just be like, I can't trust this guy in this situation. And he's got to figure that out. And I understand you want to be a good teammate, want to be a good leader. But if it's costing the team, you being a good leader in that, in that sense is costing the team, then you're, you would be a much better leader to not give those guys those opportunities. For those of you that Chris Boswell's over one and a half field goals, one has landed 56 yarder. Good seven, three, the score in that game, six thirty nine in the first. I'm doing that because I know there's degenerates out there that gambled on this game. You're listening on your car. You're listening you have on the a problem. App. If you bet on that and game, you know what? Hopefully you've got you a got good a problem. problem. You know, hopefully you got a good problem. And it's tonight. It, it pays <laughs> off. But right now it's seven to three. Boswell's got a field goal and Zeke Elliott has a touchdown. This is after hours. Chris Nacero, Dusty Leggins. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio. After Hours with Dusty Likens is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. And by Casey Bobcat. Save now on your Bobcat loaders and excavators at Casey Bobcat at Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. 610 Sports Radio. Great jam. Check that. Fantastic jam. Are you uh, are you going August 9th? Oh, are they coming here August 9th? Yeah, they're coming to the T-Mobile August 9th. Okay, I'll check it out. Two days after my birthday, so it's... I've accepted it. This is the last time I will see the trio together. I'm not sure I want to see them live, but I have to do it. I, uh, I streamed the Coachella performance, and I just sat there the whole time going, Dear God, Tom, it might be over. Yeah. It might be over, Tom, but it's okay. Um, I'm a, I will I will die on the hill that that is my favorite band of all time, so I have to go see them, and coincidentally, it's two days after my birthday, so it'll be uh, be quite the quite the concert. Yeah, I, I might have to go check that out. Then. And then uh, tomorrow I get my Bleachers tickets, which I'm really excited for that because I haven't seen Bleachers live. I'm ready to see Jack Antonoff rock the uh, – it's at uh, Grinders or at the uh, Crossroads. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good it's venue. A great venue. I saw I saw a Thundercat there last year. Yeah. It was great. The only thing I'm concerned about is that the concert is May 23rd. So it's like that 
Where are we going to be? <laughs> is it going to be cold ass rain it'll or probably, is it going to be like it'll probably be evening? Late May is usually pretty hot. So you you'll probably be fine. Hopefully though the big concern you're going to have is thunderstorms. Oh yeah. That's going to be your big concern there. Yeah. Cuz that's when we start getting into like tornado season, you know. Yeah. That's so Hopefully that doesn't happen. I've only had an incident like that once at a concert. Uh, first time I went and saw the 1975, I went out to, uh, what is it, Bonner Springs? Yeah, Sansone. Yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, this is coming. Gosh, they had just released the sound. Like, that was their big hit at oh, the so time. Oh, that was like 2016. Yeah, it was, it was back in the day. And yeah. I went out there with a couple buddies and ran into Hartzell and Laszlo. And I went and looked at Laszlo, and I was like, hey, man, I don't know if you've seen the radar, but it looks like it's about to get nasty up here. Yeah. He's like, well, go to your car and hang out for a little bit, but I guarantee they won't call the show. I'm like, no. well, this guy probably knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Dude, it was weird. Like, we literally thought there was going to be a tornado, and half the concert did too. You have to understand, 1975, broad audience, so yeah. there's like – 15-year-old girls, and then yeah. there's, like, 29 to 30-year-old right. guys that love, like, yeah. have a, have a uh, what is it? a Love, like, 80s music yeah. and whatnot, yeah. And so I was like, dude, we'll just go back to the car. We'll drink some brews. <laughs> we'll do whatever. And then we'll go back in there. And, like, half the concert left. Maddie Healy was wasted. Oh, yeah, of course. And, yeah. well, there was, like, a two-hour delay. <laughs> yeah, no. What are he, you going to do? He was, he, was, he was lit when they were there last year. He was yeah. lit on the stage. <laughs> and then I just saw him, uh, I just saw them uh, in October. Yeah, in October, yeah. yeah. It was a good show. Yeah. Because that's uh, the last time they're going to tour for a while. They're going to take a hiatus. Yeah, they're on hiatus. They're going to be on hiatus. He needs to get bit. cleaned up. Yeah. I, uh, He's like, I thought I was going to get canceled. The only concert I've had that was kind of messed around with weather was, I went to go see, it was... Light the torch and seven dust mm. at the mid, at the at Harvest <laughs> Bank Theater. If it storms at that concert, everybody's getting jacked. Yeah, so it was <laughs> it, it was indoor, but it was there was a tornado warning oh. over downtown, and so as Light the Torch was like one one or two songs in, yeah, and they stopped the show because of the tornado sirens were going off, and then after like half an hour, forty minutes, maybe. That was when Seven Dust came on. They were like, right. eh, we're good. We'll, we'll keep the show going. And Seven Dust came on. Yeah. And then I think it was like In This Moment were after them. And I, I left when In yeah. This Moment came on. They weren't good. Um, but, yeah, that was the only time. It was an indoor venue. But it was, yeah, they still they still halted the concert because of it. Is it weird to say out loud that I'd love to see a tornado live? Like, no, I want to be think safe. A lot of, I think a lot of people would. I want to be safe. But I want to yeah. be like in the movie Twister where I'm like driving in a car. I'm I'm keeping my distance. But I just, I've never seen a tornado from the naked eye. Yeah, I mean. Like, I never want to see a hurricane because you ain't going to see nothing. No, there's nothing it to see. Missed. You're just seeing stuff and, flying yeah. around I and trees being pulled off of the, out of the roof. Because I, I always see the videos where it's like man sits on front porch and films tornado. I'm like, he's 500 yards away. Yeah, I think I'm, if it I, alters, he knows how to get inside. I'm good with the videos. Okay. I don't need to see it in person. That's a pretty cool like video that. to have. Yeah, on your phone. I'm, I'm cool with seeing. Yeah, I'm just this? cool with seeing the video. <laughs> I don't need to see it. Like, there's some things in life I don't need to experience, and that's one of them. You know, one thing I really don't think I want to experience in life is a UFC fight. Like in if, person or yeah. an actual like fight? Like, it's cool to see a guy bleeding profusely from his forehead, getting punched in the face. I'm not sure I want to be live to see that. I'd love to see one, okay. one in person. I'm a, I'm a big combat sports guy, so, yeah, I'd love to see him. Boxing match? Yeah. Boxing, I'd, maybe. Like, if I, had, if I had money like that, I would go to all the big UFC so and you boxing wouldn't be, you wouldn't be mad if you were, like, ringside and got a splash of blood on you from, like, somebody out there in the, in the ring? I'd, like, get a... Because they I'd say get that like happens. A, I'd get, like, a towel or a napkin Ooh. and, like, wipe it off, and I'd, like, yeah, this is this is so-and-so 
with blood. Sell yeah. it on eBay. Yeah. Marketplace. Yeah, man. Yeah. Get a little cash out of it. This yeah. is Jorge Mazda. You can, you can, you, I, I've got a <laughs> DNA test to confirm that it is it is so-and-so's DNA. Yeah. I, can, I can promise you that this is legit. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I enjoy that. I, I'm a big, I've always been a big combat sports fan. So That's yeah. fair. I just, man, I don't know if I want to sit like, like, let's say, like, we became, like, a celebrity, and somebody's like, hey, you know, there's a huge UFC yeah. fight. You can sit right over here. I'd actually kind of want, want to be, like, at a better angle. Because, you know, like, you sit down low is not always the best seating. Yeah, it's like people say 50-yard line, row one. That's not seat. good. No, no, no. 50-yard line club level is no, a great that's seat. That's what I'm saying. You yeah. want to be up. You want to be elevated so you can see the whole field. You don't want to be right there because once they get to either – Red zone. You can't see anything. So I'd actually want to be a little bit higher up. Somebody says from the text line, which I love. I love the text line. Jay Southland Tosa text line 913-586-716. You never know who's out there. And I completely punted on this segment that I had, which we can come back and do around 815 because I got a really fun one on the other side of this. Plus, we do the out of left field question at eight. From the six two zero. there's almost nothing in nature more beautiful than a tornado ripping through an open plane of field. From the 816, I've chased a few tornadoes, and it is a hell of a rush. Just be smart and at a distance. Only time I was scared was when I was in Joplin. Yeah, the Joplin one was bad. That was uh, like an F5 almost? Yes, yeah. Yeah. It, it wrecked. It it leveled the city. Crazy, it was bad. crazy true story. Um, when I was a kid, we went and saw Twister. This is a true story. Second time I've referenced Twister in this segment. Went and saw it. That night, there was a microburst. I didn't know what a microburst was. Yeah. And when my parents were explaining to me what it was, they were like, it's a peekaboo tornado. Like, this thing will hit here, go back up, come back down. You don't know where it's going to go. And, man, I was, I'll tell you what, man, I was at the edge of my bed being like, we just saw Dorothy. We just saw Bill Paxton try to stop this tornado, and now it's hitting us. But I would love to see a tornado in real life. I, I I swear to you, I would. Last summer, I got I got I I was flying back from San Diego. We we had mm. a layo- layover in uh, Denver. Yeah. Tornado warning, microburst. Ended up holding us there for like three hours. Terrible. I was very annoyed. Nothing worse than being in a layover at an airport. Yeah. Which like, is out on. of control. I was like, come on, just 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 go away. Get it together. This is an hour flight from Denver to Kansas City. Just get it together. We need to get home. We were supposed to be home at like six something. We didn't get home to like ten. Yeah. It was ridiculous. That's Chris Sunasero. I'm Dusty Likens. Coming on the other side, New Heights Podcast had something that I've never been able or they the whole podcast is great. Number one sports podcast. I've never really truly been able to relate to it until I heard this snippet of audio that I'll play for you on the other side. And I know, I know Chris Sunasero can relate because we've been in the same place at the same time when situations like this have happened. You're listening to After Hours on 610 Sports Radio. After Hours with Dusty Likens is brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. And by Casey Bobcat. Save now on your Bobcat loaders and excavators at Casey Bobcat at Blue Springs, Olathe, or Tracy. 610 Sports Radio. I feel like you got into my senior year uh, iPod. I used to drive around a little blue Sonoma S10 truck, stick shift, burnt CDs, Fall Out Boy, Blink-22, Sum 41. Yeah, this is all middle Good school, Charlotte. high school music for Hell me. Yeah. So, Play yeah. it all night, baby. It's my kind of stuff. A loaded God complex, cock it and pull it. I used to get that line down, man. I used to get it down. 
Yeah, this was the stuff we used to secretly listen to in high oh, school. Oh, I didn't secretly listen to it. I, I, oh, Ruskin, oh, yeah, okay. This yeah, was, yeah, Ruskin, yeah, we, okay. we kept this on the low. Okay. Everybody had this on their on their playlist. Yeah. Like this, like the fray, yeah, oh, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, we kept oh, that yeah. on the low. Hell yeah. And then, that was it, like, then you pulled into the parking you, lot, and it was like, yeah. I got five on it. Yeah. Would you just listen yeah, to yeah, I miss no, you? Yeah, we, we, yeah, we had that uh, Thousand Miles by Vanessa Carlton going. Yeah. yeah, we kept that on the low, though. I swear I had that, I had that CD. Yeah, yeah, we, we kept that. But er, everybody listened to it, though. But we kept it on the low. Uh, one thing that might be kept on the low is what it's like in an NFL slash major league locker room. New Heights had a segment with a fan email question about it. Here it is from Noel Randall via email. Why are reporters allowed in the locker room? Do they at least give you a warning before they come in so players can cover their hairy buns and stuff? Hairy buns. Jason, I haven't seen your ass in a while, but you got some hairy buns. The carpet matches the drapes. It for sure is hairy. Yeah, which is hairy people. Yeah. Big Andy's definitely got hairy buns. This is a fantastic question. Yeah. They do actually give us a warning. After the game's over, after like meetings and everything, they give everybody, I think, like 10 to 15 minutes to kind of get situated, get dressed. Yep. I'm not sure why they just make it like a free locker. Well, they can only have so many guys go to the podium. So I think the media wants this time period so they have a chance to talk to every guy, essentially, that played in the game. Is it weird having people... In a locker room, I don't think it's weird. The only time I feel like it's weird is if you're, like, ass naked next to the guy's locker that's getting interviewed. (laughs) I don't know. I think I've just been naked in front of enough people at this point that I don't think it's really that weird. I thought it was weird in high school when guys would wear, like, bathing suits into the showers. (laughs) That was weird. That was weird. (laughs) Get naked. We're all going to get naked now. It's not weird. You're making it weird by not getting naked. Now what are you trying to hide? Be naked. Okay. So the high school thing, I don't really have a story for. Middle school, I do remember, I went to Hall McCarter Middle School in Blue Springs, Missouri, and our coach, Jim Johnson, uh, I want to believe he was 6'3", built like a bird, basically just a giant stork. And on the first day of football practice, again, it's summertime, and you have class that day because you do two-a-days. You'd have one in the morning, then you have one after school. And it was just so hot that you could do more physical activity in the morning. And he was like, boys, no matter what you do after practice, everybody needs to shower. And you knew who the insecure guys were because, like they said, they put put swim trunks on and went in the shower. I never had a problem being naked. Now, I'm not saying I'm walking around here with, like, a world record hog. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying I ain't got no issues being nude in a room where I know it's accepted. And to fast forward my life a little bit, and, Chris, I know you have been there. And how many times in your life with people that know what you do and ask you questions? Because I think probably three of the most popular questions I would get early on in my career at sports radio, knowing that I was going to cover games was a who's the real OG athletes in the town. Like who's a guy that just is, is who's the cool guy? Like how's so-and-so as a person. I remember one time somebody asked me, how's Mike Moustakis? I was like, well, <laughs> you know, because sometimes people will say, never meet your heroes. You never said anything, really. People will be like, how's Alex Gordon? Awesome. Great guy. He'll answer questions. He's got a dry sense of humor. If you know what he's, you know, if you know how to read him, it's fine. One of the greatest persons that I've ever interviewed was Alex Smith. Just very smart, intelligent, cool, complex, going through a roller coaster of emotions as a quarterback of this team. And one time, and this is when I knew the locker room was was different because there were some guys that were like, all right, reporters are coming in. 
we should probably cover up. There's some guys that don't give a rip who you are. And let me tell you, there are camera people in there. There are news reporters in there that are of male and females. They don't care. And the scariest time of my life, when we used to have an old boss and he'd say, hey, part-time guys, I need you and -and so-and-so to go to the locker room and get audio for the shows today. Okay. Here's Alex Smith interview. How we do it, phone to the mouth. Alex, how do you think about this game? Okay, cool. Out comes the shower is Alan Bailey. For those of you that don't remember Alan Bailey. Massive. Massive human being. Blessed beyond the gods. Six, I think seven, probably 325. Maybe I'm, I'm lowballing it there. Huge of a man. And my head sort of pivots to the showers. Because here comes this Greek god. He's ass naked, soaking wet, and my eyes went straight down. And I didn't mean to do it. I looked back up, and he's making direct eye contact with me. And at that point, I learned that you are in their domain. It is their fraternity. Keep your head up. At all times, keep your head up. <laughs> yeah, I did. So, I think the first guy I saw, almost, but it was Kendris Morales. Good Lord. It was uh, it's, it's World Series year. Oof. I walk in the in the in the uh, in the Royals clubhouse, and you know, like I I, I knew what to expect because you know every, everyone there primes you on it and like gives you some tips. No one primed me. I went with Steven Serta. Like, they were like, uh, "Don't oh, yeah yeah Serta probably wasn't going. He, he he's going to leave you at the drive." Yeah. But yeah, I I I had been primed already. You know, it's like you know, don't stare too much, and I just looked over. I think I think that everyone was around Hosmer's locker. And, you know, Hos was always like the favorite guy. Every, mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to interview Hosmer there because he was probably the most vocal of the people there. No, no, no. Actually, he was the number two guy. Salvi was the most popular guy yeah. in the clubhouse. Everybody waited around. I remember one time, like, Salvi was kicking around a soccer ball after the game and mm-hmm. is still in his uniform with some with some slides on, some Nike slides on. And he was kicking a soccer ball around after the game. But... Um, yeah, Kendrick Morales. And then I remember one time Mahomes was walking by. This is back in 2019. He was walking by with just a towel on. Mm. And I didn't even dare. Mm. I didn't even, there wasn't no accident. I was straightforward. He's just walking there, just a towel on. I was like, mm, mm, just keep walking over here. I'm going to walk over to the defensive side and see if there's anybody here who's going to be talking and, you know, see if I can get this audio so I can send it back up here so they could play it on the post game show. But, yeah, that's about it. But yeah, I mean, you know, you see them line, the offensive linemen walking Dangerous. around there with towels on. You know what you about to see, so you just look somewhere else. One time, Justin Houston interviews sat down in his chair. You know how the defensive locker room was back in the day yeah, in yeah, the yeah. in the stadium, like it's just like this back little like half square. Yeah, he sat in his chair, butt ass naked, and just was like, "All right, what's up?" And we're all just like. Okay. Bro, uh, put some boxers on. Put hey, man, live your life. Lorenzo, Lorenzo Kane scared me, too. Did he? When he, came out of the, when he came out with just baseball slider shorts on, I mean, he didn't need to wear anything. You could well, see yeah, what yeah, was you there. Well, yeah, you know, you know. I was yeah. like, no wonder he's always I've seen, smiling. I've seen him. I've seen, I've seen him once, yeah. It is impressive. Yeah. Oh, I've seen him once. But most of the guys in there, it was more prevalent in the Chiefs locker room yes. than it was in the Royals clubhouse. Royals Clubhouse, well, hey, most of the people in the Royals Clubhouse are trying to avoid us. Right. Like, especially the pitchers. Yeah. We Don't talk to me. No, nah, pitchers yeah. would, would hide. They'd go get training or whatever, and we'd have to wait, like, 20, 30 minutes to go get 
yeah. whoever the starting pitcher was to get their audio. Chiefs players just walk around. It was funny too because all the kickers and punters are always wearing like towels and hiding, like putting the shorts yeah, on. Like, the towel. Bro, nobody's here to <laughs> nobody's here to talk to you. Except me. You're good, buddy. Right. You're good. Buddy. And Kelsey is true. That man is a hairy son of a gun. Yeah. I remember the first time I yeah, uh, did yeah. a Kelsey interview was actually when he did the Foot Locker quote, and we we're standing there next to him, and he was like putting his clothes, and I was like, Good lord. Yeah, Kel- Kelsey is very, very hairy. Very hairy yeah. guy. Very. I w- I remember. Yeah, first time I was in, I was like, Wow. Okay. Fair enough. I see you. I see. you. That we should have known after watching the movie Any Given Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I remember watching that for the first time. I was like, is it really like that? And my parents were like, well, they're in the showers. Yeah. I was like, good God. I mean, I already knew what to expect I anyway because I've been in football locker rooms before when I was in high school. So I yeah. knew. Like, well, the Bible told me men were created equal. Yeah. No, not no, not no, fully. Yeah. No, I, I Not fully. Uh, every night on this program, we do an out of left field question at 8 o'clock. The question is, what is a not fun fact again what is a not fun fact that is the out of left field question 913-586-7610 once again what is a not fun fact jay southland tow service text line is your source 913-586-7610 chris nucero dusty likens listen after hours after hours with dusty likens is brought to you by twin peaks eats drinks scenic views and by casey bobcat save now on your bobcat loaders and excavators at casey bobcat at blue springs olathe or tracy 610 sports radio